It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up with your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hey, y'all. We are back. Hey. Hey, I have, before we get into Bachelor things, I have an update from last episode. Oh, God, what? My family got an air fryer. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Thank God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Were you like, Kendall told me we needed to get an air fryer. So we so have. I played the episode. I played the interview with Kendall for my dad. And I was like, they're telling me to get an air fryer. And then the other day, my parents took a little trip to bed, bath and beyond without me. And all of a sudden, my mom texted me a photo of the air fryer in our trunk. And I was like, yes. Hell Yeah. And then my mom came home and I was like, it didn't take me a lot of convincing to tell your dad we should get an air fryer. Apparently he was the one that was like, let's get an air fryer. Oh my God. That's so funny. Have you used it yet? Yeah. So we made like fried chicken the other night and yeah, now he's obsessed with it. So there's literally so much you can do. Yeah. Thank you, Maddie. And thank you, Kendall Long for pushing us to get an air fryer. We love some fried food that's healthy for you. Exactly. Even though I don't really know if it's healthy, but it doesn't have oil. It's air. So whatever. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's so funny. I love that. Well, I think we need to hop right in this crazy episode. um, And we have another special guest on this week's episode. We have Kayla Quinn with us and she was absolutely amazing. I think like my most favorite interview we've done so far, she was so amazing, such like a genuinely nice person. Yeah. Um, and if people don't know, uh, Kayla Quinn was on Ben Higgins season of The Bachelor. And then she also was on Bachelor in Paradise. Um, so we will play that interview with her at the end of this episode. And we hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's jump in with initial thoughts because this episode, week three, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. Give, give me your thoughts first. You seem a little okay. frazzled. <laughs> I am frazzled. I think I'm just frazzled in general. But this episode just really made me like just kind of go out on like a tailspin because I don't know what to think with Sarah. And I have so many like mixed feelings about her and the way that she handled things and her relationship with Matt. I just like, I can't figure out where I stand because there were parts where I really sympathized with her and like, I literally cried for her. Mm -hmm. And then there was other parts where I was like, Ooh, this is not a good look. Like, are you being disingenuine? Yeah, definitely agree. I was having a con, I was in like a constant mind fuck with Mm -hmm. like what to think about her. And one second I was on her side. Another second I was like, kind of agreeing with the ladies in in certain aspects but Mm -hmm. maybe we should hop into the rose ceremony before we get in too deep because I know we're gonna get really into it later so we start back off at the rose ceremony where Sarah fainted and um I want to know what you think (laughs) I really shouldn't laugh because like I do think that was real um 
Well, I, I think it was real. Yeah. But part of me thinks like, is this for like the theatrics? Like, are you getting yourself so worked up to like get more airtime or get more attention drawn to yourself from Matt? Because she obviously shares throughout the episode that like she's having some major jealousy issues and like seeing him with other women she can't handle, which like, I'm like, okay, but like you knew going into this, that he was going to be dating 32 other women. And that's what I have an issue with is like, you had to have known what you were signing up for. And I, I, I can understand that like, you don't fully know what you're getting yourself into until you're in that. And like, you're in that moment. And I couldn't imagine what that feels like, but you got to have watched the show and you've got to have this understanding that like, you have to share this man with other women and you have to just focus on your relationship or it's not going to work. And like all of that just went out the window for her. And, and I think part of me wants to believe that like she really just did faint and like was not feeling well. And another part of me wants to think, well, maybe it was, hey, I need to get that extra time with Matt and like get that attention and I'm feeling overwhelmed. So like, let's go down and, and like faint. yeah I think I think that this environment is either you either thrive or you don't and there's like no in between and I just think that this environment is not the best place for her and it's bringing out all of her deepest and worst insecurities and she and it's hard to tell if she's self-aware enough to realize that I think she is because in an ITM she said that you know in relationships she can become jealous and like just very insecure and um yeah I think you know like you said you know what show you're signing up for I mean even if you've never seen the show before like you know what the concept of the show is because you were scouted for it. Like the producers definitely told you like you're one of 32 women vying for one person's heart. So even if you've never seen the show before, you know what the premise of the show is. And that's what really just gets me. And I can't figure out how I feel about her. Like I, I'm just, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I completely agree because just like multiple times throughout the episode, I was like, you know, okay, maybe she's being genuine. And then I would be like, okay, but this is a bad look. Like you're isolating yourself from the group. You're, you know, interrupting girls during their group date. That's not a good look. Like if you want to go talk to him, do it while he's not on a group date. Like I felt like she was creating such a target on her back that could have been avoided. Um, but you know, she, she goes down, Matt goes running for her, you know, stops the whole rose ceremony. And then I just felt like it was prolonged a little bit too much. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they talk while she's down, the producers help her get back up. And then it's like, okay, now I need to go outside. Now I need to hug you in front of all of the girls. Like the girls could literally see you through the window. The door. Right. Literally like now I need kisses. Now I need you to give me my, your jacket. Like it was too much. Yeah, I think I feel uh, I feel bad for Matt, too, because I don't like I think Matt is just like the nicest, most genuine guy. And I think maybe because this is such a new situation for him, he wants to please everyone. And sometimes, you know, you you have to be selfish and 
I don't know. I think he just, maybe he didn't realize it, but he was just like egging the situation on a little, a little too much. And um, Sarah definitely fed into that a little bit later down the line. I think she definitely like took advantage of that. And I think because she was having so many insecurities, she was like, okay, I'm going to like keep riding this wave of like needing more attention from him. But like you said, I, I totally agree that I think because Matt has never been in this franchise and like has never, you know, been on the bachelorette before as a contestant, he doesn't know like how the other girls are feeling and what he's doing, like how it comes off to other people. And Mm -hmm. I think he's just trying to do the best he can, like given the circumstances and what he thinks is right. And so like, I can't fault Matt for what he's doing, but I think he doesn't realize the way it comes off to the girls because he's never been in their shoes where normally he, you know, the bachelor has been in the contestant's shoes and knows how that feels. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a huge issue. Um, or just, you know, part of the issue. And then, you know, obviously they go back into the rose ceremony. And then I was just cracking up when the girls were talking while she was outside. And Victoria was like, you don't faint. Like, you you just, like, don't do it. <laughs> okay. Like, Vict- Victoria, I mean, she just, like, even with her, like, just flipped on a, like, I was like, oh, she's kind of funny. Like, it's it things change so drastic from episode to episode and it's like one second you can't stand someone and the next second you're like oh my god she's the best she's so hilarious like same with Sarah it's like we loved her last episode she was like so down to earth in her one-on-one and now it's like oh my god like go away right (laughs) oh I think a lot of that has to do with like editing, I'm sure too. Like we're obviously made to like believe that Victoria is the worst person ever and she's the villain in the first episode. And then it's like, okay, now she's like kind of making us laugh because like some of the shit she says is just funny. Yeah, Um, Yeah, for sure. But yeah, and and then obviously the rose ceremony continues and I, I was like shocked that Ileana went home. And I think it's because like literally uh, the first episode of uh, or our first episode starting this season off, yeah. I literally had Ileana winning. Yeah. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> Little did I know she'd go home in week three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I was so surprised by that. I mean, should have known because she didn't get much airtime the first two weeks, but like she's so stunning. And I just thought maybe she had a chance as well, but her, Sydney, Marilyn, and my girl, my Jersey girl, Kristen, went home. And, and Elena. Elena. Yeah, Elena. Elena, Elena, Elena whatever Elena. it is. Yeah. Yeah, so one, two, three, four. So I, five girls went home. Mm-hmm. And I have some bones to pick with ABC because there are two things that I'm not liking in this season. Yeah. Yes. The first Tell is me. the way that they're starting off these episodes. Yes. So weird. I wrote that down as well. I was like, why are we starting? Like they're trying to start with funny moments at the beginning, but it's just confusing. I'm every time I'm like, oh, are, did I miss like a part right. of the episode? You're literally giving me a mini heart attack that like I missed something. And then it's like, I don't need some like foreshadowing. Like I want to be surprised as to like who gets the one-on-one, but it's like yeah. boom, right in your face. <clears throat> you know, Serena gets the one-on-one. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't like that. And then I also don't like the fact that 
and maybe they've done this in years past, but I don't think so. When the girls go home, they don't show each one of them giving Matt a hug and walking out. Yeah, I feel like they usually show all the girls, like, even if they don't get, like, an exit interview, like, Uh they show all the girls going home and, like, hugging the lead. So you're like, okay, wait, who got sent home? And I have to, like, go back through the cast list and be like, oh, she went home, she went home. Oh, my God, like, not just two people went home, but, like, six people went home. So, yeah. I was honestly, and I couldn't figure out who else got sent home because I only – had noticed like okay Alana and I think it was Ileana and Mar and Marilyn and then I was like who are the other two people like I'm so who confused. are these girls <laughs> literally I was like um I didn't even see them walk out yeah but yeah so I definitely don't like that they're doing that but five more girls go home and we hop into week three um and there's two group dates in one one-on-one yes what did you think of our <laughs> first group date oh god so I have mixed feelings about it at first I was like oh god I would absolutely hate to be on this date like that would just it would scare me a lot but then when I saw like all the women like not taking themselves so seriously and really having fun with this group date then I was like damn like i I could see myself like being on this group day. I think that would be really, really fun. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, probably because like I'm such like an open person and I love talking about sex. <laughs> I think I would have loved this episode or this group day. And like, it was so funny because I was texting in my group chat and literally my friend Alyssa was like, Maddie, this group day is right up your alley. Yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, Maddie would have a field day with this. Yeah. Like she would thrive. I literally would love it. And I just thought it was so funny because like being in super uncomfortable, awkward situations, I just find hilarious. Like I think (laughs) it's so great. And there's some people who like will thrive in those situations and other people who won't. But to be honest, I thought everyone did such a good job. Yeah, I think everyone did really well, except for Matt. (laughs) Oh my God, Matt's in the beginning. I was like, did the producers write this or did you write this? Yeah, I was like- come on, up the ante a little bit. Like, give us some dirt, like, in sex life. (laughs) I know. I was like, damn, he's really, like, keeping it private. But I also think that speaks to, like, who he is, that he is somewhat of a private person. Yeah. And I think that Brie really liked that because hers was more private, and they, like, talked about that in the um, after party. Right. And so that was really cute, and I did like that. But I thought Katie's was great. Yes. Vibrator girl. Yes, yes, yes. Loved her. I really, like, really, really like her this episode. I thought she was great. Freaking love Uh, her. What about Victoria's? Oh, my God. I just, like, obviously, I could fill in the blanks a little bit with what she was saying, but sometimes they were holding at the bleeps for so long. I was like, damn, I wish I know exactly what she was saying. She really went for it, and I just... Like, starting off before they even got into it, I loved, A, that our girl Ashley was there. Ashley, I represent in. Hey, we love her. <laughs> Literally, I was like, oh, my God, Ashley. And I just thought it was hilarious that they were plugging Chris Harrison's book. Oh, my God. It was so funny. I was – um, I follow his girlfriend, Lauren Zima, on Instagram, and she was just like, okay, maybe I have to go and, like, read this book now. Like. <laughs> Like, she's never read it. Yeah. But, but also, like, I had no idea that he wrote a book about sex. I didn't know 
either. I thought, I feel like I knew maybe he wrote a separate book about like, maybe like a memoir or something, but like, I didn't know he wrote like a fictional story. Me neither. I, I literally like, I had seen them, you know, advertising his book on the past season or I don't yeah. even know what it was, but like just see, see, seeing him advertise it. And then I was like, oh, I thought it was maybe about like his life or something. And yeah. it's obviously super steamy. Um, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, clearly. And then I was just cracking up when Victoria was reading Ashley. I, yeah. her, you know, what she was going to say. And Ashley's like, whoa, like, <laughs> okay. Ashley's I feel like she doesn't really have a good poker face so you can just like tell what she's thinking and it was just it was so funny I I love her so much like yes so I absolutely love it it was it was great I think it was like the perfect group date for her to be on um yeah also like in the beginning when all the girls like got there literally kit jumped into matt's arms and i was like kit don't like please stop like he doesn't like you like it's you're, not, you're not special right now like, like what your turn. You yeah what are you doing yeah um, so i really don't like her she's i mean i just i don't know her but the way she comes off she's not my favorite person mm-hmm. um and then after they did you know their performances yes um what did you think about Rachel and Matt's combo? Oh, mm, um, clearly not much because I didn't write down a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I felt like it was a little bit awkward. Yeah. And I think maybe it's because like right before the kiss, I feel like there's this like awkward pause as to like, we don't know what else to talk about. So like, let's stare at each other and then make out. Yeah. And it, I think it's weird to me. Sometimes I find matt to be an awkward person like i think he is really confident i just think like in the first episode sometimes he's frazzled and doesn't know what to say especially with the speech after like the whole sarah ambush and everything like i just found that to be so awkward like he didn't know what to say he didn't know how to address the ladies and like I still think that's really endearing because like he's never been on the show before but at the same time I was like oh this is so uncomfortable like come on Matt like you're yeah (laughs) and I I bet a big part of it is the fact that there are cameras literally everywhere and like I obviously know a little bit of what that's like like being in front of the camera but I don't know it to like the extent that there's literally cameras everywhere Mm -hmm. and you're trying to be so real and vulnerable and I think that that has to be such a pressure that he's not used to because he hasn't been on the show before so I definitely think like there's a level of that that's playing into it but I just thought like before a couple of his kisses like even with Brie Rachel and something else there was like this just this awkward pause and I was like okay and then they kissed and then he continues to keep his eyes open literally like someone needs to tell him that's not okay and maybe he doesn't know that he's doing it because they're not like wide open right like it's not like he's like bugging his eyes out (laughs) but they're like slightly open like a little crevice and I'm like I know that they're open because it really scares me (laughs) (laughs) 
me as well. I think now he knows because it's all over the internet. So I think he's pretty well aware at this point. Um, But then obviously we have to discuss Sarah coming in and ruining this cocktail party. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I couldn't be like, obviously I feel so bad for Katie, but like, I feel like if it were anyone else, like they wouldn't have handled it like as well. And Katie did a great job. Yeah. This episode just made me like love Katie so much. Like at first I was like, okay, I mean, she's very open about her sexuality and like, I, I think that's freaking great. She came on a little strong, but like, I just love the way she went about this episode. And yeah, I, I freaking loved every second of it with her. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think Katie was like the perfect person for this because she didn't like, she didn't kind of give up. Like she went back and she was like, um, I would like my time back and like made it known that she was like pissed off by it because I I don't think she should have just let her got, you know, like get away with that because it was really rude and it wasn't the time or place. But I also think like Matt could have maybe handled it a little better and said like, um, like, Hey Katie, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, I wasn't expecting Sarah to come here. Can you just give us five minutes? And I think if it were to have come from him, it would have been better. And she'd have been like, okay, that's fine. You know, come find me after. But instead he kind of just let Sarah respond because I think he like, didn't know what to do. Um, And that made it look a little bad. And, and so that was just a little awkward, but I, I don't know. I was just like, this isn't the time and place. I totally feel like, you know, she probably went to the producers and was saying like, I'm not feeling great. I feel like I might leave. And they probably egged her on to go find Matt because Mm -hmm. it makes for good TV. And I think that we've heard Bachelor Nation people say in the past, like the producers don't make you do anything, but they do encourage you if you're feeling some type of way. I think Ben said that. Right. Um, So I definitely think they were like, yeah, you should go find him. Mm -hmm. And and then I just like, you know, I feel like she, the way she shared how she was feeling felt a little like desperate and like, you know, she was like crying, but I was like, is this like real crying? Or are you like faking it? Like I couldn't tell. Yeah. See, that's where I felt really bad for Matt because I felt like he was put in a really tricky situation where like, you know, there were... I think it would be different if Katie was interrupting someone who was on the date and, you know, then Matt would be like, okay, yeah, like, sure, you can, you can take me. But the fact that Sarah wasn't even on the date, it's like, no, you were going to be on the other group date. So you would have had some time to talk to him about it, but you chose another group date to bring this up. Like there could have been a totally different time to bring this situation up. Like I get that it's urgent but like you're not the only one on the show and I think this situation kind of showed her age I know we said last week how we couldn't believe how young she was because she acted really maturely during the one-on-one date but I feel like this just this episode really showed how young she is and there's still a lot of learning to do with like navigating these types of situations and um yeah, I don't think Sarah handled this one the best. So yeah, I would completely agree. And then obviously the girls 
went in on her pretty, pretty good when she kind of like went out. And I feel like, you know, uh, part of me likes the fact that she addressed it head on right then and there. Like she went in and said, Hey girls, I'm here. I just want to be upfront that like I came, I interrupted your time. I'm sorry, but I needed to talk to him. I liked that, but I also thought maybe that wasn't the best time to address it because they are like in it and you're like still pretty emotional and like, you know, uh, on the attack because you're initially hearing about it and you're pissed off where I think like maybe if they had a little bit of time to process, they would have been able to like handle it a little bit better. But I don't know, because this group of girls is pretty vicious. Yeah, it's it's such a tricky thing because on one hand, I do have a lot of sympathy for Sarah and, you know, clearly like the audience is privy to her situation back home and her story and everything else that she is going on besides the show. But the girls are totally unaware of that situation. And I think if, you know, I mean, I get like, you don't want to share like all of your secrets and tell everything that's going on in your life with these women that you don't know. But at the same time, like you're alienating yourself. So they have to sort of like, figure out what's going on and you know most people jump to negative conclusions rather than positive and it just shit kind of hit the fan and um yeah it was really hard for me to pick a side because a lot of those girls attacked her like very roughly Mm -hmm. and some of them were like a little more nice about it but yeah every it was like Sarah versus the house and like, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. So it's just, it's tricky. Cause like, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Right. And I think that there are so many things that I'm like, I wish Sarah would have done this instead, because I think it would have put her in a better situation where maybe if she waited to address the girls until after the date, maybe if she was more open about her situation at home, people would, you know, maybe understand a little bit more. And I don't think she wants to use that to get sympathy. I think that's probably something that is so private for her that like, she's not trying to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going through a lot in my personal life. But when she told Katie that eventually later on in the episode, it completely changed the way Katie looked at her because then she was like, oh my God, you know, like I lost my dad in 2012 and I didn't get to say goodbye. And like, I would never want that for you. Um, So like, I I think maybe if she were to have shared a little bit more about her personal life, things might've been a little bit different, but some of these girls are just nasty. They're vicious, you know, And it's sad to see because you're like, no one deserves to be treated that way. And regardless if you're mad at someone, you should never be speaking to someone that way. And everyone's all, oh, girls should be supporting girls. And people preach that on Instagram. But when in real life, they don't. And like, that's not okay. I think that we need to be lifting each other up and encouraging each other. And like, I think sometimes this environment brings out the worst in people. And it definitely did for like Kit. Victoria, uh, MJ was going in on her. There were a lot of girls that I was like, ooh, you know, I wasn't expecting that. But I also think it said something about the girls that weren't going in on her 
in speaking to their character, like Rachel and Brie, they didn't say anything. Nothing. Yeah. And I think there are two front runners. Yeah. And I was surprised that Abigail said something. I mean, her, like when she was talking, she wasn't nearly as vicious with her comments. Like, I think she just made one comment about her, you know, just like taking time away from their time, which is like a valid point. But yeah, I was just like, I, at first when all this was going down, I was like, oh my God, like, holy shit. They're just like going in on her. Like, yes. Like, oh my God, I agree. But then I was like, no, this is just like, then it became a lot all at once. It went from zero to 100. And, but then, yeah, it just became zero to 100. And I felt, I felt for her and like, no, I wouldn't want to be treated that way. So. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So yeah. You know, group date number one was was messy. It was kind of all over the place. And it didn't end there with the Sarah saga throughout the episode. Um, We get to Serena P's one-on-one date. So she got the um, one-on-one date. And Rachel (laughs) did get the group date rose, which I thought she deserved. I thought that that was a good, you know, group date. Yeah. Um, Obvious choice. Yeah. Oh my God, I just realized that we never got the second group date. Yeah, never happened. <laughs> because of the Sarah situation. Yeah, because they were about to read the date card. Sarah came in. They never, that whole thing went down and they never ended up like sharing who was on the group date, which we know, but um, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Wait, so when did it go down? I'm trying to think in terms of Serena's, did Sarah come down the night before? The date card was read? That that happened after Serena's date. So the Sarah thing was like the before Serena's date is when she was up in her room all alone and Matt went up because he like addressed the situation with the girls and was like, you know, I just want to talk about what happened last night with Sarah at the group date. And he was like looking for Sarah. All the girls were like, she's up in her room. Um and he then he was like okay I'm just gonna go up and see if she's okay and like talk about the situation which okay another thing with Matt that I'm like that wasn't the right move because that just makes it look like you're picking favorites and that you value her over everyone else you're supposed to be going on a group date or you're supposed to be going on a one-on-one with Serena P and now you're like oh, well, I, I'm going to go find, you know, Sarah and see if she's okay. That doesn't look good to Serena. That looks like you care about Sarah way more than you care about going on a date with Serena. And like, I get that he has real feelings for Sarah. And like, I don't know what I would do if I was in that situation. Yeah. But I just like, like, and when he went out there, he like, like jumped on her and like, threw oh my her God. On the bed. <laughs> sprawled out on the bed I was like no my dad was like what is he doing yeah I was like oh boy like that was aggressive like super cute like okay yeah Yeah. like I would love that right I'm like adorable but you have a girl waiting downstairs for you that's going on a one-on-one with you and I just I didn't like that I also felt like Sarah just kept playing up the theatrics of like her deep breathing. Like maybe that's like a, a, a thing that she's got going, but she's always like, <sighs> and I'm like, 
what are you doing? Like, just <laughs> take a deep breath. Like, calm down. Yeah, it was so funny when um, Victoria was like, she's killing the vibe. <laughs> yeah, she literally, like, she's killing the vibe. I'm like, oh, Victoria. Yeah, but um, this is when I felt like he was almost validating her behavior and and like like many of the girls said it's like that's only gonna egg her on to try and act continue to act this way and like basically he's saying you know when he was like if you like I'll come to your hotel room every day until you feel better I'm like no 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 like no you you can't do that like there's 28 women you're not gonna go to Sarah's hotel room every day the women are gonna find out like that's just not a good idea and like that's sticking in Sarah's mind like okay it's okay for me to continually be insecure and jealous and try and steal Matt's attention from the other women and that's something that I got really frustrated by me too because I was like you are promising things that you can't keep, you know, keep up. Like you're not going to be able to do that. Like that's not a possibility in this show. And if you do, it's going to get very messy very quickly. So, you know, don't promise her things that you can't, what's the word I'm looking for? Like don't make a promise you can't keep. Basically, Yeah, basically, basically. I'm like, what the hell's the word? (laughs) Um, And so that just like kind of bothered me that he said that. And then yeah, like you said, it just validates that she should continue to isolate herself from the group that, you know, she thinks that she's got a leg up on everyone. So that was definitely not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he goes on the, the one-on-one with Serena P. And I thought it was really cute. I really like her. Yeah, I mean, when he said, you know, like, when he said to her, when you stepped out of the limo, like, I was instantly drawn by you. I felt like, you know, kind of like who's Serena P? Like I, I knew who she was, but she kind of fell to the background a little bit for the first three episodes. Um, but I'm so glad that we got to learn a little bit more about her because I think she's like a really like nice and genuine person. And I think that this brought her up a few notches and she's definitely a top contender at this point. I, yeah, I totally agree. I thought their date was super cute you know, they went horseback riding. They made a little charcuterie board, which was cute. A little choo-choo uh, board. Yeah, we love a little choo-choo board. So <laughs> that was really cute. And then, like, the donkeys kept coming in, you know, like, they were trying to kiss. And the pictures were cute. So, like, it was a really, really cute date. And I think that he definitely likes her. Um, definitely. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. She obviously got the date in um, – I mean, she got the rose. Not the- yeah. One thing that I do want to mention at the dinner portion, she was asking him questions. And I was like, I feel like we never get to see the contestants ask the lead questions. It's more of like the lead sort of like interviewing the contestants. And it really got flipped on its head. And I really liked that it was more of like a back and forth question asking date instead of it just coming from the lead asking questions so I really like that yeah for sure um so her date went well and then we get to Sarah coming down to talk with the women and it was 
it was such a bad look for her because she waited until the group date card arrived to then walk down and say like, oh, I'm just going to scooch in and like sit here like nothing is wrong. And I'm like, girlfriend, you've been in your room for the past three days crying poor me. And now you're going to come down and act like nothing's wrong and not address the elephant in the room. That's I keep saying like I'm I don't know how many times I'm going to repeat it. I just find it to be such a sticky and tricky situation. And um, I do like Sarah. I do think she can really be genuine. I feel so bad for like the situation, obviously, that she has going on back home. But I think it's just the way she goes about these situations are not handled correctly. And like I said before, that's what that's that really shows her age and her maturity level. And um, yeah, and the, like you said, she alienated herself. And I think that was probably the worst thing she could have done. I think it would have been different if she was like hanging out with the girls, but like not really engaging with them. But the fact that she like was sep- physically separating herself from them really just put a dent in the relationship with the other women. For sure. Yeah, I completely agree. And the girls, like we had said, you know, we talked about this a little bit before they, they went in on her. They were really nasty. Um, I, I did. I definitely felt bad for her because I don't think anyone deserves to be talked to that way. And especially when it's literally like 20 something girls against one, like that's a really unfair situation that she was in. Um, of course, Victoria was kind of leading the charge going in on her and like, you know, you got to laugh sometimes at what Victoria says. She's like, she, she needs a Xanax. (laughs) Sarah doesn't mean Matt. She needs a Xanax. I was like, oh my God, I'm dead. (laughs) The funniest shit ever. But, but you know, like they just kept going in on her and they were vicious and they were mean. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Um, yeah, but what I found interesting was that like during the group date when Sarah came in and like interrupted the group date and she was leaving, like Victoria like chased after her and like was having a conversation. And I was like, oh, like Victoria's actually like reaching out to these girls and like really being nice. And Victoria was like saying to her, you know, I'm the only one that's been here for you. And and Sarah was like, yeah, I know. And then she kind of just like turned on her when Sarah came down and like like you said leaded the charge and I was like okay but literally like the other night you were being super sweet to her so yeah what, what is it do you like Sarah are you on her side or are you fully against her like that I just thought that was a little bit two-faced if you oh ask. for sure but I mean like that totally makes sense it's Victoria. Oh, yeah she's so fake she's like <laughs> I'm not here to make any friends but of course she's gonna like pretend that she's all nice to Sarah right and then just go in on her. Um, but, you know, it it definitely was a bad look for Sarah. It wasn't handled properly. I think, you know, I do think she said some of the right things, but it just, like, the timing wasn't right. And, you know, I think she could have just, like, handled what had happened earlier better. But it is what it is. They, you know, really went in on her. And then she basically like goes back up to her room and like cries for another day. Um, and, and then like Katie goes and has a conversation with her, um, which definitely was a mature conversation. I felt like that was needed. Um, they were able to connect because Katie's lost her dad. 
Um, so I definitely am glad that like Katie kind of extended that olive branch to her because yeah. uh, Sarah definitely needed someone to do that. Uh, but she, at the end of the day was like, I've made my decision. Like I'm, I'm going to go home. Yeah. I loved that conversation so much. Like you said, I think it was needed and that's where you sort of see the difference in age. Like Katie's 29, Sarah's 24. And I love that Katie like advocated herself and was like, I don't agree with what happened down there. I think that was like a lot to put on you. And I love that Katie gave Sarah that like safe space to open up to her. Cause I think if Sarah didn't tell anyone what was happening back home, then, you know, maybe the cycle would have continued and Katie wouldn't have been able to say to the woman, like, you know, you don't know what's truly happening with other people in their life. So don't attack them. Like people have like real stuff going on back home. So I just, I loved that conversation. I think it was definitely needed in this episode. For sure. Yeah. I was like, finally some like human decency because this has been really nasty. Mm. Um, and I think Sarah definitely needed that. Um, but yeah, Sarah ends up deciding that she's going to send herself home. Um, so she Mm. goes over to Matt's place, which was just like bougie as hell. He looked hot as oh my god I literally was like (laughs) holy shit this man I just loved it I literally love the way that he like wraps his arms around her waist and like walks with her like she's like almost in front of him and I'm like "Ooh, that's sexy like everyone needs a tall man in their life to do that because like I loved it and I just love him I think (laughs) yeah oh me too I um I agree with you. Those estates are so freaking nice. I looked up how much they cost and they're one to $4,000 a night. So that won't be happening till I'm like 45. (laughs) Um, But when Sarah was saying, you know, like I'm leaving, she sort of right before she left kind of um, threw the women under the bus and said that she was being attacked by all the women in the house. And I think it'll be interesting to see if Matt addresses the women. And I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see if he brings it back up with the women or if he kind of just like lets it slide and like moves forward and um, doesn't address it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, obviously the breakup was sad. I, I still felt like there was a little bit of theatrics from Sarah. Like I still felt slightly like, you know, it was a little bit too much, but I don't know, maybe that's just her. Um, And it was sad. And he was definitely upset to see her go and said like, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to be thinking about you, which I was like, Oh boy. Like Like, don't do that before she goes home. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Like I was kind of like, Ooh, that I, I don't know. Maybe she would decide to say. I yeah. did too. I did too. I was like, okay, he might be convincing her right now. And then part of me thinks that maybe she'll like come back. Yeah, I think maybe. But now that with the upcoming highlights, we see that more women are coming in. I just, I, I don't know. I think like her situation and the fact that she said like with her dad when she's talking to Katie that it's not like years it's not months it's like a week's time situation like 
yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I don't foresee her coming, but if she did, that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Well, I definitely think like you said with her dad, it's, it's probably unlikely that she comes back, but I guess I wouldn't be super surprised if she did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she ends up leaving and that's where the episode ended. So we did not get to see the second group date or rose ceremony. So I'm assuming that's <laughs> where we'll start next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the upcoming highlights were crazy because I don't understand why they've been doing this, where they're bringing in like five new people, like a couple weeks into the season. My jaw. I mean, obviously we knew that like more women were coming in from like the big highlight reel, but my jaw dropped to the floor with these highlights because it, it looks like shit hits the fan even more next week. And I'm so excited, but like, it seems as though one of the women knows Matt from back in the day, maybe. I, I don't know. And then this whole escort rumor comes alive and Anna says that she was told to be aware of one of the women. I really like Anna. She's like one of my favorite little comedic yeah. people there. But yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm worried. I'm worried for Matt. I'm worried for the women. Like, oh. I think it, yeah, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Um, I definitely think these girls coming in are going to stir up a lot of drama. And I just like want to understand why ABC is doing this because they did it with Tasha's season as well. Like they brought in, what was it? Two new guys or three new guys. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, I feel like that situation was okay because at that point, like a lot of more men were sent home and it was a new bachelorette. So like new guys, but Matt's the same bachelor and there's been so many women this season, like 32 women. That's a lot. And why do we need five more women? We don't, we're, we're good with the people that we have. Like, right. I, I'm chill. I'm chill. Right. <laughs> like I'm chilling with this cast and now all of a sudden there's five more people. It just seems too much so I can't wait to see what the hell happens because these girls look like they come in guns blazing oh yeah uh, and it's gonna get messy so I think it's gonna be really crazy uh and I I can't wait to see what happens me too don't ask me twice I'm so excited <laughs> literally, literally. All right, guys. So before we segue into Kayla Quinn's interview, we are going to give you a little recap of some Bachelor news. There's quite a bit this week, actually, starting off with our topic of conversation for the day, Sarah. Um, There have been some photos that resurfaced of Sarah from Matt James's season who just went home with music artist G-Eazy from last February. Oh, shit. (laughs) I know. I'm like, what the heck is going on? When I saw this, I was like, what? So confused. Like, well, I read a few articles um, about this when I saw it on Instagram. And they were saying that I think they were at like a mutual friend's birthday party. And okay. they just happened to walk out together and were photographed together. But who knows if there was anything more. And I think this was... Um, basically a year ago back in February. So this was probably while she was in the process of being selected to be on his season. So who knows if there's anything more going or there was anything more going on there. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I need to know a timeline of her events from like when she got casted to obviously filming started after that. And, and also 
like it's just weird because g is now dating Ashley Benson. So I just want to know like how they came to like hang out together. Yeah. I mean, they must know each other if they have mutual friends, but I mean, I'm sure it's just a friendship and like the press is just trying to make a bigger deal than it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's just crazy to see like, oh, she's hanging around these celebrities. All right. Like what's going on there? Does she have other motives like being on the show? So Right. And that's what a lot of people have been saying too, since those photos have surfaced is like, you know, was she just like going on the show for clout? And like, was she just you know, trying to get her name out there with her new modeling career. Like, I definitely think it brings into question some of her motives, but I don't know. You know, she's off the show now and we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely, definitely interested, like you said, in the timeline. So maybe we'll hear about it. Maybe we won't. Who knows if she's going to talk about it on a podcast or in some form of interview, but I'd love to know. Just because yeah. I'm nosy and love gossip. So <laughs> sure. maybe yes. she'll come on the bachelor degree and she'll tell us all the tea. <laughs> Dare try if you're out there and if you're maybe listening to this episode, please come on and explain yourself. We'd love to have you. We would love <laughs> to have you. Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> but I think our biggest piece of bachelor news, which I'm sure all everyone listening already knows, but our... Uh, I don't even know what to call them, but <laughs> I'm like, if beloved couple, no, like, couple no, we're gonna break up within months. Yes, Claire yeah. and Dale have officially split up. <laughs> yeah, like, I can. We're not I surprised. No, not surprised. It's funny. I saw a TikTok the other day that someone made where they like saw Dale's announcement on Instagram and like you know usually when you see an announcement of a couple that you love from Bachelor Nation split up you almost like your jaw drops or you gasp but she was just like oh just shrugged her shoulders and was like going on with the rest of her day like I knew it (laughs) yeah honestly I mean it was just a matter of time and everyone said this from the beginning they had such a whirlwind romance you know through it was it three weeks or something um, yeah 12, 12 days, 12 days. Yeah. yeah 12 days like that's just that's so insane. insane and obviously we saw like a ton of stuff on their Instagram the past couple months of them hanging out and being together all the time and I think they just recently moved in together but I think a lot of it was for show um and I definitely think there was obviously some issues going on that led to the breakup Yeah, so I was doing some digging and apparently a lot of it had to do with Him, her wanting babies, which, you know, fair game. She's 39. Like, that makes sense. But he's Mm -hmm. so much younger. And, um, yeah, so a lot of it was, like, babies. And then she wanted to be in Sacramento because her mom is older and not doing so well. So she wanted to be close to her mom. And he wasn't – I don't think he was going to move, pick up to Sacramento. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But Mm -hmm. I can – briefly read his statement if any of you haven't seen it already but he said I wanted to share with you all that Claire and I have decided to go our separate ways we appreciate the love and support we've received from so many people but this is the healthiest decision for both of us at this time we strongly believe in leading with love and always remaining true to oneself something our families have taught and instilled in us throughout our lives we only hope the best things for one another 
Yes, ma'am. So it is over. And you know what I was just thinking on Claire's most recent post on Instagram. So she hasn't come out publicly about the breakup yet. Um, Right. But her last post on Instagram was her visiting her mother. And I think in her caption, she had said something like, you know, her mother has, I think, Alzheimer's um, or she have Alzheimer's and dementia, I think. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. She basically said in there that, you know, her mom knows to this day, even though like she has so much, you know, memory loss that um, she knows exactly when she's upset and she had handed her a tissue. Um, So I'm assuming she was there talking to her mom about the breakup, um, which I didn't obviously make that connection when she originally posted it. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It was probably for the best, I think. I mean, I hope for Claire's sake that she finds a guy that she want, that wants to have kids with her and, like, those feelings are mutually reciprocated because, obviously, mm. we know from watching when their proposal, they were like, oh, yeah, babies. And da-. you could see the fear on Dale's eyes. But, like, for it sure. makes sense for her because she's 39. Like, we have to be realistic. The time is ticking for her. Mm-hmm. So... I just hope that it happens for her. Like, no ill will towards either of them. So mm-hmm. I hope the best for them and that it's an easy transition. Exactly. And we also have some other breakup news. Jill, hit them with it. All right. Listen to your heart. Couple Bree and Chris have split up. Now, if you didn't watch Listen to Your Heart, it was the, like, music version of paradise basically and brie and chris were the final couple i'm pretty sure they came out with an album together um and they had been they've been together for a while now that i'm thinking it's almost been a year because i feel like listen to your heart aired in march Mm -hmm. of 2020 so yeah i'm really sad to see that i thought they were end game but yeah, yeah i mean sad (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we're having lots of breakups in Bachelor Nation lately. Yeah. I feel the, like quarantine I, did not do people well. No. I think especially if you start a like if you don't have a relationship with a strong foundation, like being together constantly under this bubble and pressure that is the pandemic pandemic right now, I feel like that's kind of hard when you don't have that stability as a couple and you come out of something so different with like weird circumstances. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we wish them the best of luck as well. And on to some more exciting news. Um, we had mentioned this, I think last week on our podcast that Lauren and Ari are expecting twins. Um, but they just found out the sex of each of the babies and they are having a boy and a girl yeah so So freaking cute so cute I was watching quickly watching the YouTube video and Alessi their daughter is so freaking adorable she's just beautiful Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like they did the gender reveal by holding up like cotton candy with like blue and pink and it was so freaking cute I mean I remember like when they first this whole thing went down with Ari I was like not really for it but now like I really like them together and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah I think their babies are gonna be so stinking cute so I know yeah like that's gotta be so exciting for Alessi to have 
uh, you know, little boy and a little girl. Cause I'm sure yeah. like, you know, she probably was hoping for both. And so that is adorable. Their announcement was so cute and, um, yeah, they're going to have their hands full. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So our last piece of bachelor news, um, talking about babies and, you know, couples making it work. We have Crystal Nielsen, who I think we announced this a couple weeks ago on our podcast that she is um, pregnant. She was with Chris. What's Chris's last name? Brandone. Yes. Um, they were together mm-hmm. from Paradise and they got married and then they ended up um, getting a divorce and she got pregnant with her current boyfriend um, and they are now officially moving in together. Yep. I mean, her boyfriend's really cute. So good for her. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that they're moving in together because I felt like, I mean, obviously I don't know what the situation was, but it seemed like they were a pretty new couple and maybe yeah. the pregnancy wasn't necessarily planned. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's obviously really nice to see them trying to make it work and like moving in together because um, she's, you know, pretty far along with her pregnancy yeah. and hopefully things work out for them as new parents. Yeah, this situation kind of reminds me of Becca Martinez with her current, I don't know if they're married, but, or even engaged, but her current partner, because they were together for not that long and she got pregnant. And then Mm -hmm. um, now they're together, like, and she's been really open about her relationship that it was rough in the beginning. And now Mm -hmm. they're a lot more stable and they have two kids now and they're so adorable. So Mm -hmm. I hope that it all works out for Crystal and her boyfriend and Seems like it's doing well because they're moving in together. So they're making baby steps, no pun intended. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yes. Awesome. Well, that is our bachelor news for you guys. Lots there. Um, and we are now going to play for you Kayla Quinn's interview that we did. Uh, she was so, so nice. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Honestly, like, probably one of my favorite interviews we've done so far. I felt like she was so down to earth and really personable. So we hope you guys enjoy it. We are so excited to have another special guest this week. She was on Ben Higgins season of The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise season three. Um, She is now a full-time content creator who runs her own website and slash blog entitled With Love Kayla. Please welcome to The Bachelor Degree, Kayla Quinn. Hi guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. (laughs) So excited. Um, So we always like to start our interviews with kind of like a college-based question um, because we are a college podcast and uh, we've gotten some funny answers so far. But um, if you have any funny or like embarrassing dating stories from college, did you go to college? Yes, I did. I went to Boston College. Um, Yep. Graduated with marketing degree. Amazing. So is there like any funny dating or like embarrassing moments that you had in college that you can share? Yeah, of course. I mean, I remember one distinct date where um, we had met like Saturday night in the mods, like which is like um, a part of campus where you go out when you're a senior. And this guy hit on me and was probably like two in the morning. He was like, do you want to go to brunch tomorrow? And, you know, when you're late night partying, you're like, oh, am I going to make it to brunch? I don't even know. (laughs) 
But um, I said, sure, because he was cute. So we went to brunch the next morning and he picked a sushi restaurant because I'm Asian. He was like, I thought you would like this. And I was thinking to myself, who likes sushi at 11 a.m.? <laughs> and then the oh entire time, he was like watching the TV behind my head, more interested than anything else. Anyway, I it was a horrible date and I totally regret it. I should have just slept in and hydrated, but you know, you live and learn. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. That's, That's really funny. funny. Yeah. Like never, yeah. you would want like French toast or like waffles or something. What the heck? Some comfort food. Yeah, I need Bloody Mary. Like I need yeah. to keep this going, guys. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so before The Bachelor and everything that you have going now, what were your initial career aspirations? I know you mentioned you had have a marketing degree. So what were you doing before the show? So when I first was out of college, I worked in software sales for a year and a half, and I just wanted to gain as much experience as possible. But my dream job was to, of course, work in marketing or advertising and branding, because that's what I kind of um, studied and loved doing. And so after um, I was in software sales, I was the manager of a marketing department um, for a year for a fitness company. So I got to do my dream job and I loved it because I got to be creative every day. That's, That's super exciting. exciting. That sounds awesome. Um, so then what kind of made you interested in going on the show? Was it something that like you applied for or someone applied you for? <laughs> so the reason why I went on the show, I always say this is I'm a hopeful romantic instead of a hopeless romantic. And I had just broken up with somebody like a couple months before. And I thought, you know, the best way to get over them is to put yourself back out there. So I happened to be visiting my parents in Cleveland, Ohio. And I saw that there was an in-person audition at the Hard Rock um, Casino near me. And so I went in person in my little dress with my little purse. And <laughs> I went in the audition expecting nothing. Um, with 400 other women in line and in the audition room they gave me a golden packet and said we'd love to have you next week on the show the oh wow, wow. It, was it was literally a Cinderella moment and I was shaking and I remember being in the room thinking you're fucking kidding me like this is a joke <laughs> like what what are my parents gonna say and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe that just happened I feel like that's like an American Idol moment or something. Like they're like, you're going to Hollywood or whatever. They <laughs> it, said. it really was. And it was just so fun. I felt really bad because she gave me this golden packet, Manila packet. And she's like, you have to hide it in your purse. There's 400 other women waiting in line outside and they can't <laughs> see that you're coming out with a packet and they're not. And so I remember being like so stealth and all the other girls were like in jeans, <laughs> really casual because it was Ohio. And I was like, guys, you should have dressed up and in my head. That's what I was thinking. Also, yeah. like, oh my so yeah. it was awesome that's so cool so <laughs> you had a pretty awesome one-on-one -on -one date during your season with Kevin Hart and Ice Cube so what was that like what a throwback you're so sweet to bring that up I mean yeah it's been four <laughs> years but it was so surreal because I remember the date card said like today's going to be a day full of surprises and it really was because I didn't really know what a ride-along was I was like 22 and um you know, Kevin Hart in the back, he was hilarious. And I just remember he's even funnier. He's even a person than he is on TV because he, everything I said, he was like, she's the one I would, he, he would be like, Kayla, what's your favorite color? And I would say yellow because it makes me happy. And he's like, that's it. She's the one like, 
Ben, you have to pick her. Like her favorite color is yellow. That that's a sign. And then we went to like, yeah, we went to. I was in a hot tub, and he joined us in the hot tub. And you know, you never really want a third reel on your first date, but if. He was literally the best third wheel because he was hilarious. He brought these like little rubber duckies and just really lightened the mood. So I think it was the best for a state to just like laugh through it. Yeah, that's so awesome. <laughs> we were watching some clips from it yesterday when we were prepping for the interview. And I was like, oh my God, I remember watching this like four years ago. And it's just so <laughs> right. He is so funny. So I got really lucky because, and I was also starstruck. So I was balancing like, don't look at like, pay attention to Kevin so much and also be present in this date. So yeah. it's really fun. <laughs> that is, that's awesome. So yeah. after Ben's season, uh, we know that you were considered to be the next bachelorette for a time. So kind of like, what was that process like, um, that you went through? Yeah, that was really crazy because we finished so the filming of The Bachelor is three months and you don't have your cell phone, internet, Wi-Fi or communication in the outside world. And so I had been in this bubble and we finished filming in November. So it was kind of in the fall. And then they want you to start film. They're like, yeah, they give you six months. And um, for me, I think I took breaking like this relationship, microwave relationship with Ben a little too seriously. And I, I wasn't really over it as I was still, you know, meeting with producers and talking about being the bachelorette. And I think they saw that and everything happens for a reason, but it was kind of crazy because for four months, um, like at, at least three or four times they'd fly me out to LA and I would get fitted in these gowns, which was so magical. It was such a princess moment. And I tried on almost all of the dresses that Jojo wore. So I remember <laughs> night one dress or like there's this blue gown that she wore and that was going to be my night one dress. And so it was, it was kind of a weird moment, but I'm so happy for her and everything happens for a reason. And I think I was also just very young at the time and you don't realize what experiences you don't have until you gain a couple more years of knowledge and stuff. And so I, yeah. I was 24 and she was 27. And I think you really should be a little more ripened when you're the bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Everything happens for a reason. And obviously we just talked with Ashley last week and we know that her and Jared are very happy and you're in a very happy relationship as well now. So, but going through paradise what was it like being in like a love triangle in on that season <laughs> I mean, you guys probably know in college a lot of girls have a crush on the same guy it's so tricky and I it's so funny because I moved 12 13 times growing up and so I went to four high schools I went to a lot of middle schools so I didn't really have a lot of close girlfriends growing up so I never really learned this like idea of girl code um and you know, Ashley's like a really sweet person. And I do remember her saying like, promise me you won't date him. And so I really broke girl code and I will own up to that. And, um, and at the end of the day, it all worked out and they're so happy. They were meant to be the entire time and I could even <laughs> feel that energy. And so it was, yeah, it was crazy being in a love triangle. And I think that if you feel someone else might have the stronger feelings, maybe step out of the way is what we would be my only advice. Good advice. I like it. Um, <laughs> luckily, I'm no longer ever going to be in a love triangle again. So thank God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everything worked out. <laughs> yeah. It all worked out the way it was supposed to. So 
Um, in terms of a favorite memory, do you have a favorite memory from like your whole time in the Bachelor franchise? Is there anything that sticks out to you? Um, I have a lot of favorite memories. Um, I think one of my favorite memories was just getting to know the girls in the house and being in the backyard and tanning when you're not on a date. And mm -hmm. I, I never was in a sorority. Boston College didn't have those. So to really get to know women in their rawest form was really fun. And I think we would paint our nails like three times in one day because we were just so bored and just having all <laughs> you know, girl time. And, and I also love that. Yeah. We didn't have cell phones and everyone was just really fully present. And I think that's a rare thing these days is to be really relaxed with your girlfriend. So I just miss those really innocent moments. Yeah. It all like watching it on TV. It's always like so many girls, especially this season, there's like 32 girls and it just seems like such a big sorority. I feel like they even mentioned on the show. It's like, it's a sorority of girls. So it seems yeah. like a fun time. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it really is. And it's just, it's just a unique sorority when you're all dating the same person. Right. Yeah. Right. I yeah. always cringe when they all, when they kiss in front of the other girls. I think that that's the number one rule of thumb is don't kiss in front of other people because you're just going to put a target on your back and create animosity. And no one wants to see that. It's like showing off. And I, I know, I think it's very day class A. Yeah. I, I would agree with that a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, exactly. So going to what you're doing now, what have you been doing since the show? Um, so since the show, I transitioned from working in marketing to creating my own brand with lovekayla.com and becoming a blogger that really wants to champion authenticity and vulnerability on Instagram, I feel like it can be a very surface level space. And so I'd really try and talk about, you know, acne and, and things that are maybe taboo financial, how to be like financially independent, um, real, like how to be open in a relationship and talk about things that are tough. Like, you know, right now my fiance and I, our biggest debate is what is an appropriate amount of time that he should play video games? And, you know, what is the balance of that? And every girl goes through, you know, what, how do I not cross this line? And I think a lot of the times women are in their heads because guys don't realize this for every 10 thoughts we think we only say one and we have this immense filter and all this guilt of what which of those 10 thoughts am I is like the best one worth sharing and so anyway women just have a lot in their minds and and so I think with relationships it's hard to navigate yeah so yeah long story short <laughs> summed up I'm a blogger now that likes to write about love dating and living a healthy lifestyle and very much needed the authenticity, especially in our social media age where everything has to look so perfect. <laughs> no, I agree. I can't imagine being a kid these days. Like we didn't, when I was in college, we didn't have Instagram. Crazy concept. There weren't, <laughs> there weren't even Ubers, guys. Like how would you get to your date if there's no Uber? You have to walk or take the subway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, so antiquated. Yeah. So getting now to your current relationship, can you tell us how you met your fiance, Nick? Of course. Yeah. So Nick and I were set up on a blind date um, through mutual friends. And um, I always say that I'm the luckiest girl in the world because she could have picked anyone to go on a date with him. He's such a catch. He's um, from the Midwest. He's from Chicago. I'm from Ohio. And so I felt like 
we really connected and I had been single in New York for three years um, and had kind of given up on finding my person because I'm kind of quirky and weird and different. And I was like, no one's going to like that I sing Broadway songs in the shower. No one's going to like that I, you know, eat leftovers the next morning, you know, even if it's spaghetti, because I just don't like waste. Um, who's gonna, who's gonna be attracted to that? And I, just when I had given up looking, I found my person and yeah, we were set up on this date at a bar in New York called the Wren. Um, and it was, um, in the fall and we just kind of instantly clicked and I could tell that he was a really good guy. And then we went to dancing later and made out on the dance floor. So, you know what? I hooked him right from the beginning. <laughs> you pulled him right in. <laughs> yeah. And now it's been three years. So it's been, um, I can't even remember life before him. That's Aww. amazing. <laughs> so sweet. So um, I was able to watch your episode of Say Yes to the Dress. And so how was that experience? Like how was meeting Randy? And do you have any behind the scenes tea that you can spill? You are so sweet for watching. Yeah. So I <laughs> so it's so funny. Say Yes to the Dress films only for six weeks, the month of January and then the beginning of Feb. And so Nick really proposed, he proposed on New Year's. So it was like a couple weeks before and they asked me to do it. And anyway, um, it was so freaking cool. Kleinfeld's is even more magical in person. And I loved like growing up, I used to watch Say Yes to the Dress with my dad and it was how we did our father-daughter bonding. And so to have my dad there to pick out my dress with me was really special. And he was, he was honestly emotional with anything that was like zipped, anything that I wore. If it was a white dress, he was like, this is it. <laughs> We're done. Even if it was the first one, I was like, dad, we have to try on some more, like give it some time. Um, but to spill the tea, uh, Kleinfeld's, it, they, they're just so efficient because it's based in, it's a New York wedding bridal store, um, bridal salon. And it's actually, I think two stories or three stories high. And what you don't realize is in the back room, they have over like a thousand dresses hooked onto this rack on the ceiling because there's so many in storage. And so anyway, it's just it's really cool to see because you're walking below and you don't realize that there's a whole storage system hidden in the ceiling, like with all these dresses um, because so many brides order from them. So I thought that was really cool. And then Randy, it was his birthday when we were filming. And so the uh -huh. tea is everybody genuinely loves him and he is genuinely such a kind person and I wish we were best friends because he's hilarious and pokes fun at you and it's just really makes you feel welcome from the first step you have inside the salon that's oh awesome. my gosh love that's what we wanted to hear because yeah. we love Randy <laughs> I love know Randy. right it's, he's, he's so <laughs> I used to watch that show all the time with my mom so. yeah really yeah. Do you have your dress picked out already or like a dream? Uh, I don't. I do not. That is far <laughs> for me to think about. Good. You shouldn't be thinking about it. Yeah, and like, it's so funny. It's like also like when I went in there, I thought I wanted like long sleeves and I thought I wanted a specific look. And then um, I ended up walking out with the total opposite. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. That a lot. 
never know until you put it on. I feel like a hundred percent. It's like a good pair of shoes or I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we also wanted to ask you um, when you came off the bachelor, I feel like so many people, including us were like complimenting you on your hair and how amazing it is. So we wanted to know what like your everyday hair care routine is. And if you have any favorite products, you are so funny because <laughs> That I, you know what, I, I have no idea how people spotted that on the show, but I do take a lot of care in my hair and, um, my personal hair secrets. I use Pantene Pro V when I shower, but my favorite thing to do every other day or every three days is a three minute mask hair mask in the shower. It's by Aussie. It's called three minute miracle. And if you try it, honestly, you'll feel your ends like be just be thicker and healthier. And that's what helps my long hair not break all the time. Mm -hmm. And also when I curl it, I use a one and a quarter inch curling iron. And my favorite thing to do is clip up my curls with these mini clips so that they cool, um, on in their, like a curly state. And, um, anyway, it makes the curls look bigger. Mm, good well, that's good to know yeah love okay. the hidden secrets <laughs> and a fun thing is uh what I was so young when I did the bachelor at, that I'd never heard of dry shampoo <laughs> and so a little secret story is I remember being in Warsaw Indiana and Becca Tilly would sh she showed me what dove dry shampoo was and she like sprayed this powder dry shampoo in my hair and was so sweet it, I just like had never had that those kind of connections with women. And I just will always be grateful for her for just showing me that little hair tip and feeling like a long lost sister in a way. Aww, that's awesome. <laughs> so now moving on to what's happening now with The Bachelor, what are your initial thoughts of Matt's season so far? Um, I think Matt is a gem. He's, you could just tell from the first episode, he's so nervous. His hands were shaking. He like, <laughs> like was going to have a heart. I could see his heart popping through his suit and like Chris Harrison had to shake him to calm him down. He was like, dude, I know you haven't done this, but like relax. Yeah. And I think that that just speaks though to how authentic and how serious he's taking this process. And I am in love with the fact that he's never been on another season. He's not jaded by Instagram. He's there to genuinely find, you know, hopefully his wife and that's something that hasn't happened in years because when I went on the show, Instagram wasn't really big in 2016. It wasn't till after our show aired that everyone was like, Oh, this is a thing. Like you can gain followers. And so I think it took away from what the show is really about. So anyway, I love, I love him so much. And I, I call him the new James Bond because he's Matt James, you know, and um, yes. I think, yeah. Girls are gorgeous too. I have a couple of favorites. I think there's Kayla, Brie, um, just all the girls have really stepped up this year. And, you know, Victoria, what can we say about her? She's causing a lot of drama. She's not very self-aware, but there's nothing better than watching yourself on TV. And she, I, I'm hoping that during the Women Tell All, she redeems herself and apologizes but you really don't know what this girl, she know how to say sorry. <laughs> I know. Yeah. She keeps saying like, yeah, she keeps saying I own it. Like I know who I am or stuff like that. And I'm like, that's not an apology. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's definitely interesting. It makes for good TV, but I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Do you guys have any favorite women? 
Um, I think we picked our, in one of our previous episodes, we did like our top four. And I think I'm partial a little bit to Sarah right now because she's a, was a broadcast journalist and that's what I'm going into. So I think she's definitely a top contender. And then I love Abigail. I love Abigail too. Oh my yeah. gosh. Sarah is so sweet. And you, her story and her one-on-one last night really just captivated you. And I think you could tell she wanted to honor her dad and how she described her story. And I think she really did. And the fact that he's been fighting for five years and she's his caretaker and gave up her job, what a selfless human. And she's taking this time away. I just like pray that nothing happened to him while she was filming, because that would be the worst thing in the world yeah. especially yeah. for someone so close to her dad. Yeah. yeah. But ALS is so heartbreaking. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, my top four are Kayla, Rachel, Brie, and Abigail. Anyway, I just had to look it up on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) There's no girls. I loved Brie's one-on-one last night. Loved. Was so great. It was just so playful. I loved it too. She's so cute. Yeah, definitely. Seems like Uh, they have a common. And do you have like one person that stands out from the top four that you think is going to be the winner or not yet? Um, I think it's too soon to tell, but I feel like he had a really, really big, good connection with Kayla right out of the car. I don't know why. I just have this feeling about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. she's going to be a, yeah. Yeah. I think Kayla's going to be a dark horse. She's in my top four as well. She's kind of like my wild card pick. Yeah. I, I have a feeling because I think they always surprise you. And, you know, the first few episodes are always about the drama. Never really about the human. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we asked some of our listeners to write in burning questions they had for you. And the first one being, do you still talk to anyone from the show? Um, I mean, you know, em- like Emily and Haley, the twins, um, the Fergusons, they like, will, I'll DM with them and they're so sweet. They just started a podcast as well. I think they've grown so much and one of them just got engaged and I'm so happy for them. So we talk occasionally and whenever they're in town, they kind of reach out and then one of the girls who's actually not from my season Charlene Joint she's from a season before from Juan Pablo season she lives in New York and when I moved here she welcomed me with open arms so she's actually one of my bridesmaids um when we get married this May and then oh Olivia Creedy from my season she's going to come to the wedding she's super sweet and I am just really proud of how much she's grown and I think she was really misrepresented on our season um and then the other girls, we, you know, like each other's photos, Jojo, Becca, um, and Lauren, who just got pregnant, which is amazing. I think all the girls were really cordial and, and I hope one day we get together and have a reunion, but you never know. Yeah. That would be, be so fun to see. <laughs> what yeah. it is. I think yes. we should have a bachelor cruise. Everyone bring their husbands and their babies. Oh my God. Love that. <laughs> Wouldn't it be good? Yeah. No. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So another question uh, our listeners wrote in is if you have, would you have any advice to give to future bachelorette or bachelor contestants? I think my advice to future bachelor contestants would be, yeah, just be authentic and, and I, and present in every moment. Don't get distracted by the drama or talk about other people, but yeah, just be present. And then my advice to them coming off the show would be um, with Instagram, 
if you don't give the people that love you attention, the critics won't hurt you. What I'm trying to say is a lot of the time people who come off the show change because they'll put so much value in the comments in the DMs that are like, oh, we love you on the show. You're so amazing. You empower us. And if if you don't let those compliments define you, then the critics won't hurt you because there's so many people that also DM you saying, you know, you're such a bad person. You disrespected me or like you offended our community. And so if you don't, you just shouldn't put value in people you don't know. Yeah, that's some great advice there. <laughs> yes. And before you go, is there anything you want to plug and also tell our listeners where to follow you at? Sure, you can follow me. I'd love to get to know you guys more personally on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Kayla Quinn. My name spelled C-A-I-L-A. A little confusing. But um, <laughs> same with my blog. You can follow for more tips and life, life, lifestyle advice on, with lovekayla.com. Amazing. Perfect. Thank you guys. You were both so sweet. I appreciate you doing your research and being like actually like educated and like knowing some stuff about me. It was really kind. And um, I love to know you guys and your podcast is amazing. And of course, I'll be here to support. Thank Thank you. you. We appreciate it. It was so nice to meet you and best of luck with everything. You too, Madison. Bye, Jill. Bye, Bye. Kayla. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Kayla Quinn as much as we did. She was amazing, and we thank her so, so much for coming on the show. And before we let you all go, we have some really, really exciting news. We are officially out on our own through Podbean. So you can find us now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can just search on both of those platforms at The Bachelor Degree with Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore, and we will hop Uh, or we will pop up right on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as Podbean if you listen on there. So we are so, so excited to finally be out on our own, but we want to give a huge thank you to Passion Project Online at Ithaca College. They've been the ones that have been hosting us since we started, and we're really, really grateful for everything that they've done for us. They've been so supportive given us awesome resources to get this podcast off the ground. So we want to give a special shout out to the Passion Project president, Bronte Cook, our amazing friend and the amazing president, as well as their podcast director, Mina, who has been amazing throughout this whole process for us. So we are so grateful to them and extremely excited to be out on our own. Yeah, we're so excited, you guys, and we would love it if you would follow us. Give us a follow on Spotify and subscribe to our podcast on Apple. And as always, follow us on our Instagram at the Bachelor Degree Podcast for all your latest Bachelor news and updates from us. We would really appreciate it. And I know on Apple, you can leave reviews. So if you'd love to give us a five-star review, that would be freaking amazing, and we'd really appreciate it. Yes, exactly. We're so, so excited and can't wait to see where this takes us. So uh, we hope you all subscribe and follow and uh, stay with us. So we will be with you guys weekly to recap Matt's season of The Bachelor and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. Yes. And as always, we will talk to you Bachelor bitches next week on The Bachelor Degree. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 